Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I sit down to talk about the role that music plays in our sermon preparation, and we discuss this week's message in our series entitled Reformed. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching uh, with Pastor John. Hello, Hello, everybody. This is the longest streak I think we've been on where it's been the two of us. Yeah, and I think we'll be at it again next week as well, so we've got a few more. For for a while. uh, Maybe the rest of the year. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the rest of the year. Uh, We're not taking any breaks. (laughs) That's right. It's it's showtime. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) pedal to the metal. It is prime time, church church life. So, yeah. What episode are we on, by the way? Where are we? In the mid? 142? 142. 142. 143. Uh, 142. That's 142. Which means 142 weeks. Almost 142 weeks. 150 will be right in the, around the turn of the year, right around the turn of the year. That's like, you know, seven, eight weeks away. So, yeah. But, but, but we usually take a couple weeks off around Christmas because we don't, the schedule gets so crazy. But uh, this week we are in the second week in a series called Reformed, mm-hmm. and uh, this week we're in uh, talking about Christ alone, solus Christus. But I wanted to, to jump off by getting into a topic that I hope to explore with some other members of our community in the coming weeks, and I've been meaning to do this, but this the relationship between the music and the Word of God. Yeah. You know, we, we are a tradition that values music. Yeah. Um, and our congregation values the musical expression of worship as much as any church I've ever been in, and the varieties, right? So if, if you're not familiar with our congregation, I'm not really sure why you'd be listening to the podcast if you were, weren't, um, but you at least know that we have two different worship styles and three mm-hmm. different worship services every week. So we have a classic style and a, and a more modern style. And I apologize if you're hearing banging. As I've said many times, this is recorded in an office and they're doing some work on some doors outside yes, my office a, right now. Security system <laughs> testing today. That's right. But... Um, um, you mentioned in your message this week a specific modern hymn, which yes. I love that it was a mo- it's a hymn, but it's a modern one called yeah. "In Christ Alone." And so, when you're doing, um, so it definitely had a, a played a part in your sermon preparation yeah. for this week. Yeah, and I will just spoiler alert for next week. This week coming up, it will play a part in my message this week coming up because of the particular song that we're doing in Vine. How does the musical? How, how does music play into your sermon preparation? Your thoughts? Yeah. Your expand? Like how do you how do you use music in your preparation or in your delivery um, when you're when you're getting ready to preach? Well, I, we've talked here in the past about how in our tradition, and I don't know if this is, I think I'm just thinking through right now, other churches and in other traditions, whether this is necessarily so in our tradition, the, you know, we are word central, you know, the, 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 the streams of the, traditions of the church. We are in the evangelical stream, which means not evangelical stand on the street corner with 
bullhorns. Yeah. It is to be in the word-centered, where the proclamation of the word and the, and the gospel itself uh, through the word matters. And uh, everything in the service is, a, is to be a megaphone uh, around that word. It's to take that word and see how it can amplify that. So the, all of the liturgy, whether it's visible, high liturgy, or whether it's less visible, uh, mm-hmm. like you would find in a modern service. And um, although we, ha- we have yeah. it, and we yeah. have some intention, we've been very intentional about including liturgy in, yeah. the, in the modern service because it's a it allows a congregation to participate. Yeah. But uh, all of those are in service to magnifying the the word itself. So I think par- part of the entire experience, we hope that people will. Will come away with the, from the entire experience of worship to have felt like they've encountered that living word of God uh, that w- that was proclaimed by you and me as we preach, yeah. but was also experienced in these various other elements. A little different answer to the question that you asked, particular question you asked is just just the thought of what's the role of, of the music in in worship in particular. And it'll be interesting to hear some of those guests that you bring in over the weeks to talk about that. But then for me personally, uh, like this week, you know, the sermon title was in Christ alone. And the song was titled "In Christ Alone." Yeah. And you know, when I started looking down, and I'm humming the tune because it's a very. We did that song um, the first time I heard it, and first time we really, really did this song in a worship service was on Easter. Yeah. And I was just really just. It was. It felt well, like such a, a such a great time to do sweet, that. Sweet, sweet time to yeah. do that song, and it's just such a powerful. You know, the 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 lyrics themselves are powerful. I will tell you, if you were in listening to the recording, which you would have had to have done, that yeah. was one thing. But uh, Tom Ingui brought the song under. He actually played the yeah. song while I, heard I was. This. I heard this. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was. It was really quite. Yeah. Um, moving. I actually, imagine, yeah, quite I, moving. I, I heard from folks in classic that 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 subtle. Was, that subtle kind of reminder of the tune was very powerful yeah. with with that lyrical content. Yeah, yeah. and the, just the it, the text itself is this is something that that I would just say to anybody who's who's a regular worshiper is to and especially if you love music, music has content. Yeah. The, I mean, the music itself is is part of it, but the, the what we are singing matters. Yeah, you do a great job with this. Every time you stand up after the a band has has sung, and I've started to take some cues from you on yeah. this as well, is that you try to you you try to Bridge help that. the congregation remind them what they just sang about yeah. because it'd be really easy just to sing words. Yeah, um, that and but and just make it all about the music. It's not. It's about the it's about the the text. So, I mean, these are just some some thoughts about how I think about music in general, but. But what about you when you think about the the music in worship and how you use music either yeah. in worship or to prepare for worship? Well, see, my 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 background we've talked about before. You know, I, I spent twelve years as a worship leader. You know, and and the last three or four years, I was also the regular preacher. So I would play the, the songs and sing the songs, and then take the guitar off and preach. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always had that connection between what we're singing and what we're we're preaching, uh, what we're speaking. You know, like and and one of the things I appreciate is, and and we the the word based um, priority of our tradition is I think. For us, it's so common. I, I don't. It's hard for me to even imagine a different way. Yeah. But, but we do know there the other traditions, and you know, you were raised Catholic, and and if you go to a Catholic church or Episcopalian church or an Anglican church, that's not the centerpiece. The centerpiece yeah. is the sacrament, sacrament. And, mass, uh, the uh, communion in particular. Yeah, and I remember you know going to an Anglican church 
for the first time post seminary. So I, you know, been, when you go to go before you, if you go to visit different churches, you you recognize that there are differences, but you don't really recognize why. Then you go to seminary, like, oh, this is why. Mm. I went to an Anglican church in England, um, you know, several years ago, and and it it was it was in a very good way disorienting to have the the centerpiece of the worship service be the yeah. sacrament. They they obviously did have a proclamation of the word of God, but it was much abbreviated. Yeah, it's a 12-minute sermon. Yeah. Very homily. much so. It's a homily. Very much so. And they did have music, but it was not it was not to the, to the same you know thoughtfulness but then you swing to the other side with more experiential uh worship services uh, pentecostal charismatic where the word is preached and and they you know they they have sacraments but the the individual experience of the 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 music and the community is the highest value yeah. and and so we're That's- in a, yeah. We're in a different camp where we I feel like there's a balance and where the word is the is the balance, the, the yeah. fulcrum on which everything else is balanced, you know, and and like this week, you know, I came out of we I came out of the the the, the music time of worship into the sermon. We just sang turn your eyes upon Jesus. And yeah. so this was the focus. We I was wanting to remind people that that's what we just sang, because that's what we're just going to be. That's what we're going to be talking about. That's the 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 prayer of that song is that our whole focus would be Jesus Christ and to some extent that's an th- those are always aspirational prayers um the reality is we get distracted quite a bit and so i think when i highlight the lyrical content of what we just sang it's to remind people that's that is a that's not just a pretty melody and a and a pretty set of words but that is the aspiration of our faith yeah and what we're going to do over the next 25 minutes or 28 minutes or 30 minutes is to try to land on how to make that aspiration reality, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, and and, and so that's that, to me that's really important. But I use music as part of my preparation throughout the week too. Um, Do you have music playing as you're? As you're writing or reading, almost always. Wow, I can't do that. Almost always. Now, and it's funny because I, people say, "Well, what do you listen to?" I'll listen to. I will run the gamut. I mean, everything from from uh, classical music to this is like an oxymoron, but modern classical music. Uh, um, there's a there's a, a modern composer named Ludovico Inyodi Inyaudi, I think is how you say his last name, and he he's written these wonderful orchestral pieces that are su- super low key, but but that are they fill a, a space. But there's also the, these inspirational kind of moments um, in them. So I'll, I'll listen to that quite a bit when I'm when I'm reading when I'm preparing. Sometimes I have to listen to really upbeat. You know, modern uh, worship music uh, because I I I I need to feel the passion of yeah. the 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 words that I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running through right, and I will even and I don't do this a lot. This I don't do a lot. I'll even have like instrumental music playing while I practice the music or while I practice the sermon when I run through mm. the sermon, uh, just to help me get the ebbs and flows. Because I have a temptation to want to fill every ounce of space with sound, hmm. and realizing that the, the rest and it, the silence are just as important. Exactly, yeah. and and that cadence 
the music helps me find the rhythm of that cadence yeah. sometimes. So wow. to push through. Now I don't do that all, all the time, but if I feel like I've been in a zone of hyperactive sermons, that's what I call them. Yeah. Like I'm like, dude, you're just blowing through. I mean, you're just, yeah. you know, you got to slow down. You got to like take a breath. I'll, I'll that's a reset. That's kind mm. of a reset button for me. So do you, you don't, you listen to music at all when you're prepping? No, music? no, it's uh that's, that's too much. I, now I listen to music, uh, you know, in the mornings and, 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 and the in afternoons. And I will look at the, uh, I will look at the hymns, um, mm. that are, uh, that are on for that, that day or the worship songs. Like in the, in the modern service, I can, you can click on and actually list, listen, listen to the to links. Yeah, I love that. So I can just listen to it and then I'll pull up the words and I'll look through, look through the words, just make sure I understand, you know, what, what's being said. So, you you know, because that does you do kind of. We are creating an entire experience, and we want it to be integrated. And the way it integrates is how you what we how we language that. Yeah, what we do with liturgy, what we do with the, what we do between the songs, and then what we do in, in the message yeah. that time, and how, even how we like this weekend was um, the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Even how we come out of that message and that music and those mm. transitions into the into the table. Yeah, uh, the sacraments. We've talked about the sacrament as illustrative for the the message because that's the one of the primary means of yeah. grace word and sacrament yeah. and, and so we don't ignore the sacrament in the message where I've heard some place I'm not this is not a, a trying to cast dispersions on other but to me when we when we're when when we are preaching and we have the sacrament especially weeks like this you know we have the centerpiece is the person and work of Jesus and the, the necessity of Christ and salvation. It's, you know, it's there. That's the, that's the physical visible, you know, yeah, reminder the, of that presence the, the, with the us. Augustine, they, they, it's the visible sign to the invisible grace of God. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we can start, we can start going down the sacramental theology yeah, like train, yeah. right? Which is another, and you were talking about earlier, that's a whole, that's another stream. It's, it's not our stream. We, yeah. we value the, the sacraments and we call them sacraments and we have that, we include them and we're doing them with more frequency yeah. these, these days because we think that they have exactly what you were saying, that purpose of sealing into, um, sealing into our lives what the word has just been, has just proclaimed. Yeah. He see, we seal that in, in sacrament. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this week, I think, particularly the music the sacrament and the word had that great balance to it and it was important because what you and i both did with this message was to have as plain a presentation presentation of the gospel as could be done and we do this from time to time i I gotta ask it because i listened to yours uh, yesterday i listened to your message yesterday and uh and and it was it was as plain a presentation Mm -hmm. of the gospel as you could you could ask for it is the you know we're talking before the before we hit record is that this was the straight straight down the middle you know slow pitch slow pitch over the middle red just swing away um i'm curious what you have heard since like what was the react? Because I can tell you that the, the sense that I got was this was a really important day for us as a church. I, I, you know, I heard from people that they just they. It was funny. It's funny. It, we've talked about this before. What we preach and what people hear sometimes is very different, <laughs> yeah. right? And and so I had someone come up to me afterwards and say, "Oh, it was so good that that you preached on sin." Right, that's what they heard. <laughs> well, you did, and I was like, "Well, Sam, I did but, preach on sin, but it went somewhere. And, and, and it went somewhere." And, and, and I think <laughs> for them, you know. And, and and this person, it made sense to me because for them, they they 
I think that the warm and fuzzy kind of, you know, the warm and fuzzy gospel presentation, which a lot of people, yeah. when they present the gospel, they, so there's a lot of angles, right? And, and, we, and I'd love to hear your, your take on this. There's a lot of angles to get to that center yeah. simple gospel right mm-hmm. there 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 is the there's the freedom angle and it and really depends on what how you know what what view of the atonement you're focusing on that day so if you're talking about penal substitutionary atonement which now you're getting into some his, insider which is, baseball, which is a thing which yeah. is a thing the idea and we both this is where we were really coming from today we've sinned we've separated we've been separated from from the from god there's a penalty for that separation that's where the penal comes in mm. that 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 penalty is death. Now, mm-hmm. I, my angle's a little different because to me, it's more l- logical substitutionary atonement than just penal substitutionary atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sin is very much a personal, individual sin is very much at the forefront of that. Right. that and we both went there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you talk about it, from and, a, and I think we both emphasize the fact that the um, that that the that the gospel itself, the the, the answer, you you emphasize that the, the you know what what's the answer to the question? Yeah. The answer has to be of Jesus doesn't make sense unless you first talk about the problem. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. If you don't have a sol- you don't need a solution if you don't have a problem, which right. is which is the which alternative is, that a lot. Of people talk Which is about the modern right? world. And yeah. You deny there's a problem. Yeah. One of your big points, yeah. right? Deny there's a problem. And, and, and what I didn't emphasize as much is that 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 idea has infected parts of the church as well, too. Right? That idea that there's not really a problem. It has. I've, I we've dealt. We both have dealt with people yeah. over the years. Said that's just that's just bad for our self esteem, or that that, yeah. that I don't want. It I don't absolutely think. is bad for our self esteem, and we need that. Man. We need that. <laughs> it's kind of the point there. Right. And again, it doesn't make sense. What's what's really good for the self esteem is that in response to that, there is the grace of God. Exactly. Oh that, my that's, gosh. That, uh, you think that's sin? Talking about sin is bad for the self esteem. Let's talk about how grace makes that. How uh, the, if you were feeling down about that, you found like ten times better. Better. Than you possibly could have been in the on the downside because of the grace of God, yeah. and again, it doesn't make sense until we let, until we have these kind of basic understandings. Understanding, yeah. you know, that my, as my professor said, he broke it down to three words: sin, Jesus, commitment. Yeah, you know, the gospel. It, it, we had to unpack it all a lot, but it was really you had the reality of sin, the answer of, of Jesus to remedy that, and whatever view of the atonement that you have, and then then our response to all of that yeah. is our commitment to to God, when, which we didn't cut. That wasn't really part of this. Yeah, it wasn't. And won't, really. and won't we? won't really it sort of is a part of this series yeah. but it's just it's secondary yeah and, and 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 you really dealt with the other side a lot more you know the the idea that we try to there it, you know it's the idea that we try to earn our way into the right relationship right? yeah and that that jesus plus this Something. other thing yeah that equals salvation which was you know part of what luther was was battling against in the reformation and and it's that to me of, of all the problems that creeps into the church is the most common problem that creeps in the church because we can't wrap our heads around the fact that we don't it's free do anything yeah. and you really I, I don't know that i think more people that are really in the know about the theology the theological controversy was a pickup that there was a very much a calvinist wesleyan or arminian sort of Butting heads in, in your message yeah. there too. So when you talk about that, you talk about the the giant step that yeah, can't yeah. be. I yeah. love that that illustration too. Yeah, that but, was helpful. Yeah, that's yeah. Shirley Guthrie. So yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I you know I'm, I was uh, you know sort of self aware that I've got you know you and I have we had this 
message on Solus Christus, on Christ and Christ alone. Mm -hmm. But we have two more messages that are really almost so tightly woven together, we're going to have to artificially strip them out to, because you can't, it is in Christ alone, but it is by grace through faith as well. And those are, those are really tight, tight messages. So I'm going to be sort of coming at this again from another angle this week. Yeah. And next, and, and and following with the faith and the grace. The faith and the grace. So, so I'm sort of self aware of that. And, you know, you hope you didn't shoot all your bullets out for the, for the, no, but I can tell you, I can tell you were kind of setting it up, but you didn't go all the way because I'm like, well, that's going to be a faith message. But then you you kind of stop short to to push right back to the centerpiece of Christ. Yeah. 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 And, and were you like consciously aware? Because I, one of the things that you, when you were really talking about the gospel, uh, you know this this idea that the gospel is not showing us the way to live, right? That yeah. it, the, the gospel is Christ. That Christ has done everything. Yeah, yeah. And and that was really important, I think. And I hope people really heard that because I'm not going to name names, but we 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 were we were in a, a group here um, here at the church, large group of of people, and the question was asked, "What what is the gospel?" And two people said, "The gospel is Christ's." Uh, showing us how to live, <laughs> uh, like that's the gospel. Yeah, and 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 the the facilitator of that group came to me afterwards, and he said, "Because well, he, you know, he knew what was like that. that, that that's, 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 it wrecked him on the that's, inside. Right? Yeah, that's the the other side, yeah. you know. And 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 I said, well, that's you know, that's the problem of the church. I mean, that's the problem of most people, even in the church, people who profess faith in Jesus Christ, they they look at it as a moralistic code. Yeah, right? yeah." And well, so that, that's yeah. that's it's important to say no. The gospel isn't a moralistic code. The the gospel is the free gift, right? Of of grace. I think I said a little more in the live services where I think because it made us, you know, you could the people the reaction of people is that well, the, the what's the place of the works? Yeah. And so I was a little more a place of the I was a little more gracious about it. I think in this, and I don't think I said it in the, in the online service, but I you know, but I said look, there is a this don't hear that there's not a place for for works. There is a place for works, but they don't come on the front end. They come on the back end. They come as a result of yes. all that has been done. They're they're just you responding to what has happened. They're not you causing something to happen. That's the that's the distinction. That's why that whole you were asking about the Armenian Calvinist push. Mm-hmm. That's why the whole Calvinist thing says there's there's nothing. There's really nothing. And you know you might have heard the imputed infused did, you know, yeah. la- language mm-hmm. in there as well. That, right. that was intentional as well to try and language that in a way that's maybe hearable, that's not so technical. But that that is we didn't we didn't do anything to get it put upon us. We it just happened. Well, and it's the idea. It's and again, not to I think to 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 uh, to spoil this week's message coming up. One of the big things I, I'm going to talk about is you know the role of faith in salvation is not it's not and and you you put this out there a little bit, but then didn't it was like kind of a breadcrumb but faith is not the work that we add to salvation faith yeah. even faith is a gift and and we we talked about this in the ordo salutis um, right. bit uh, uh, a few uh, last summer um, not last summer summer before because and i think th- even for people who have been presbyterians they've been in the reformed tradition they've been quote unquote calvinist then whether they know that or whether they know what that means or not they still say, well, well, faith is my response to God's God's grace yeah. and goodness. And we're like, okay, yeah, from your perspective, that is how it feels. But your ability to respond positively 
to the call to Jesus Christ is a gift because apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, you would never do it. You would never do it. Yeah. You would. It's that. That's that. Shirley Guthrie. The step is still way too high. Unless, yeah. unless. Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, reaches down with a divine elevator to get you to that first step. You're still not going to be able to take yeah. it. And and that was actually one of the one of the uh, responses that I got from from uh, at least one individual saying that. But there there is something that we need to. We, there's something that we do in response to the to the gospel. And and I and my and it was and it was like okay. Um, the need part of that sentence is the part I'm struggling yes, with here. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's something that you will do, yes, but the need to do that is the part. You know, so, so that just means that if you if you need to do it, you're adding it to a thing that needs to be done in order for it to be effective. And that's yeah. not that's not the position of the yeah, church. It right. never has been. Uh, it, it it is the fact that it happens is what you're commenting on. And yeah. yes, that does that will happen. But it, it will happen because of the because this grace that has been extended to you, this act that has been done for you, is irresistible resistible at that point and, and you know it can't not happen at that and, point and, and i've heard people and because i'm i'm with you uh, like that it, it's kind of like it, you know it's the it's the whole you know god's sovereignty thing and and the when people say well god allows these things to happen in order you know and i'm like well that word allow gets real tricky you know people say well you, you, every all you theological types you, you just you 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 trade in semantics right i'm like but it's because the words matter. Words do matter, and, yeah. and that's that's a matter for all of us. And not, right. not, don't have to be theological theological types to no. put it in air quotes. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, all of us are to be theological types because everything we do interpretively with Scripture is a work of theology. Uh, yeah, as soon as you've read the Bible and you have a thought about the Bible, you have done the work of theology. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah. Well, I don't I don't deal with theology. I just read the Bible. Well, unless you're like just trying to be a blank slate. You are going every single to, time you come to scripture. It, yeah, and and if you're not, unless you're reading it in the original manuscripts, which we don't have, and you're reading a translation, you're doing the work of theology because the choice of your translation is giving you a, perspe- a theological yeah, yeah. perspective where you know that or not. But I I, I think for people who who hear that uh, you know you and me say something like, well, that that word need is really is really uh, tricky because. Yeah. It's it is it is of immense eternal value that God has no need for anything in our salvation, right? But that we get to enjoy the gift is of immense value to us eternally, and demonstrates the lengths to which God uh, will go for our salvation, and that we are so valuable and so important that He says, "No, no, no! Regardless of your sin, regardless of your mistake." I'm going to do something that you could poss- not possibly do on your own, yeah. and I'm going to do something that you have not earned. You, this is this is why it's mercy and grace, and your response is is still contingent on my action yeah. in your life. It 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 ca- ca- catches us up into the divine uh, plan, the redemption plan, in a way that is so to me is so much more powerful than yeah. I'm outside the plan and I choose to join the plan or not because I do something and I or I act in a certain way or I clean up my life and yeah yeah, yeah. so when you so you've had that kind of response did you have anybody else that kind of came to you with this cuz I, I I think one of the other responses I, I I get that I've gotten is like so you're saying there's nothing I do for the like 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, like, I am. Yeah. So yeah. how do you counsel people in that word? Yeah. That is just, you know, you, yeah. you're raised Catholic. So you're raised in a, in a tradition that very much says infused righteousness. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah Jesus is awesome, but you got to do such and such and yeah. such and such to get into this, yeah. this relationship with him. Yeah. So what do you, how do you counsel people to kind of almost I want, to say, want their works to count. Yeah, well, deprogram a little bit. You know, yeah. almost a deprogramming. I think it's been. I'm sure you do. You'd agree. It's been. It's been the. It's been the 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 constant work of ministry to refute and battle that mindset yeah. and, to, and to encourage people to, to realize that there's a reason why people think that way because we live in the world that thinks that way and we try it was to build that way right it's, yeah it's very I mean, transactional yeah, it's very transactional so the the, the so so we we are constantly dealing with this and just just to just to hold that mirror up to someone and say look what you are doing is you're reflecting the world's value yeah and what i'm trying to say is that god has a different Value that and then we and, and the value system says you can't, but he can and he does. Yeah, and all and, and you know it's not even about receiving that. I mean, it's really just like you know it'd be like if the if the judge says you're guilty and you're before a court in a courtroom, the judge says you're guilty, and then you know the story the way they, the judge then writes the check for the thousand dollars that you owe, pays the bill, yeah. pay, pays the, pay, pays for it, and what do you do in that case? Yeah. Do you have to go? Well, then I I, I now declare that I have received it. Yeah. No. What do you do? You say thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you walk then, and you walk out of free and man. And that's where then the works come in <laughs> as a response from the yeah, thank you. That's, go mow his grass or something. Right, that's that right. We do something to, it, to to honor exactly, that judge. Exactly, exactly. And that's and that's what I say. Well, works because works do matter, but they just don't matter for to 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 gain uh, our salvation. They're not they, causational. They're, yes. they're, they're, they are they are reactional. reactional, 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 and because the good works that we do, even as a reaction to salvation, are still going to fall short. Yeah. But 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 then you 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 add divine uh, uh, power to those post-salvation works because now, now they become eternal works not just charitable works and and the motivation for those that eternal work is just i mean done done right it's just it's really all you just so that's all about love i had to, i did have one person come up after church and was just uh almost weeping yeah because this this message, and I would imagine yours would have done the same thing. Because I I, I I was thinking this thought. Uh, this this message is about you know a, a life it represents a life change. It represented the life shift for them, and the, like the tectonic plates of this person's life changed. Yeah. When this moment was applied to their life, yeah, and they and it was it had been I think this person said twenty five years or so, and it, it took them back to that twenty five year that that shift and what has happened in the twenty five years, and they were in tears, yeah, just in tears by, by by all of this, and so it's it's so important. I mean, you your your own story. I've heard your story yeah. before that you grew up with this, yeah, but then it was something happened. There yeah. was a, there was a shift, and yeah. this is this is this is the gospel as applied to human lives, yeah. And because we did go there, yeah. Is that and I love how you, you ended. You and I both ended with it. Said you know some of you have uh, have never have never turned to him. Yeah. yeah. There's been some. You were, I remember the road down the word barrier. Yeah. Something I always think about is people who are on the periphery because they're listening to this message for yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. reason, whether they've been bribed with a good meal or whatever it is afterwards. Uh, but they're listening to the mess, message. But there are some people who are on the, they're on the periphery. Yeah. And they're looking in. They can see that there's something here that matters to a group of people. That's that there's some kind of change or transformation. But they've never like there's been. Your word was barrier. Yeah, I love that. That that, that and so 
it's a gift that's being given to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, these are, to some extent, sim- uh, very simple messages for us, right? I mean, we, we, we probably, both of us probably could have gone up with no notes. Right. And, and we, we would have had scriptures to pull out because this is what we do, right? I mean, when, yeah. we, when we meet somebody who sits in your office, yeah, sits you in were, my office. You were or, Romans roading it there. You, I you, was you were almost much, on the Romans road. I was, you got yeah, Hebrews I didn't, I didn't, in there, John 1 in there. Yeah, and, then, and then at the communion, I did John, uh, Romans 6. And, and uh, the, the you know, I, I think the thing that gets tricky in our context, and this is why I, I – and you 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 went to the that, that first Timothy 1 where the, the genealogies and the myths, which I had initially yeah. planned, that was initially – in my message, um, as part of the deny the solution, that there's yeah, there's yeah. there's a, a a plethora of solutions that get you to the same you know mm. get pl- plethora of of equations that get you to the same solution, and and we both in different ways honed in on the exclusive nature because it's not just Christ, it's Christ alone, mm. and I think that's where. We bump into some challenges. That, well, that's the other side where we bump into challenges. It's not just people. I think I, I, I do believe we're in an era more so now than even five or ten years ago because the world seems to have gone off the rails. Although I, I, I don't know that the world is any worse than it's ever been. It's just that we know about all the problems. It's just we didn't know about all yeah, the problems before. Yeah, that's a good point. But but now that we we're not the blinders are off to the 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 world's problems and to the internal problems that have existed for probably generations but now we're more aware of sin i think it's easier it's an easier sell to say there's a problem that needs a solution i think the harder sell is that there is only one solution and and to this problem to to the problem problem of sin and brokenness and and guilt and shame and death so you and I both really talked about the exclusive nature mm-hmm. of Christ. And and when you're looking at this and you're talking to someone, and, and I know we, we both know someone personally in, in, that's been in our sphere that, that has tried to weigh all this and chose a different yes. chose a different path. What is, what is it that you say about the exclusive nature of Christ to people when you're just counseling them? Not In, in the sermon, we're very didactic. It's very proclamational. It's very, right. we're laying out. The, the biblical warrant we're laying out the logical warrant i was trying yeah. to lay out a little bit of the philosophical warrant mm-hmm. um but what do you say when you're counseling people all, all faith claims cannot be cannot be equal yeah and that's that's the the root of it all uh, you know if, it, if you're in a different faith tradition or in a non-tradition or an atheistic tradition an agnostic tradition or whatever it is some other faith system they all can't they, they, all faith claims cannot be equal yeah and so um you, you, it really is. You got to, you know, you got to find that. You, you said the phrase, "pick your lane." You got to, you know, pick your lane. Yeah, you got to find your lane. Okay, what? Well, how do you pick your lane? Well, what what resonates as what is authentic, mm-hmm. what is real, what is true, what best describes the the world around us as we as we see it? And I don't know that anybody, any system, better describes the world around us as, as we see it that has both honesty about brutal brutal honesty about the the nature of the human the condition of the human heart, like we're just talking about in staff a little model. Where's our heart? Mm-hmm. Nothing else that, that talks about with brutal honesty about this, the nature of the human heart, um, and then the the beautiful response of God yeah. to that yeah. in, in 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 Jesus Christ, yeah. and and then and then what effect that has on the world, and especially as you look at the, you know, for all the negativity with that with the world about about 
you know, the criticism of the church where the church has done dumb things. I get it. People have done dumb things, but that's to, that's to focus on the on the two percent and ignore the ninety eight percent of the the tremendous amount of good that's being done. Even the church right now in Gaza mm-hmm. struggling to try to provide humanitarian care. The church in Israel, yeah. you know, struggling to try to try and encourage people. I mean, it's just that where the church has been and what the church has done has been unbelievable. So that's a big 90,000 foot view of the, the way that you know all, all claims can't be true here's our claim yeah we think that it, there is and you I heard I heard um, in yours as well I'm trying to think where it was but there was you were definitely a foundationalist and that the, and and that there is truth yeah yeah on, on a grant you can't be and you can't not have truth yeah. to actually accomplish anything to actually have substance to to what this is about you you we we believe that and so what is that truth well here it is and when i so, think i think we, and you and i've mentioned this and this gets down into a philosophical kind of framework but it's it's the postmodern experiment is is failed people and they and i think the the generation that's coming up now i think of my son you know they they've seen the postmodern experiment which is there is no truth and then they've they're watching the post postmodern experiment fail which is yeah. there is truth but it's individualized because they're I'll just use my son as an example he's 13 but even he can call that out as being tacitly ridiculous because it's like well it's by definition it can't be true if it's not true for everybody yeah there has to be a universal norm it's what c.s lewis was talking about from a moral his moral argument for 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 god uh yeah and, and even, f- even if you're gonna even if you're gonna declare something to be bad you are making you're, a, you're making a making a, 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 a statement about statement. about an absolute truth yes that there has to be a, a some moral arbor, arbitrator of what that which declare is declared to be bad yeah right? and the minute you do that you're in god territory well and, and and for me it's like when you look at all the religious alternatives so and, and I, I i put atheism in a religious alternative because there yeah. are, there are very few it takes a lot of faith to to not be, believe in yeah. any divine something right i mean but even even they secular humanism is a belief in the ultimate uh the ultimate power of humanity to correct its own problems i mean and and you can be an atheist but you're still believing in the the innate power in the larger big h humanity to 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 solve its problems uh but all of those mindsets faiths as you as you said all declare we can, by our own effort, yeah. solve our problems. Whether you're Islam or you're Jewish or you're you're uh, you know you're in Hinduism or whatever, to to get to the ultimate state of paradise or or balance or universe or whatever, it's human effort that does that. Yeah, it's human that's, effort, and that that's did. a huge difference between that between our tradition and and. Uh, every other tradition, and, and it's an, an absolute. And, and I've read uh, a bunch of books in the last couple of years about from secular points of view that that claim Christianity as a moralistic, you know, religion. religion? And I'm like, well, it's just because you don't really understand the gospel. Yeah. It's like you you've seen the, the, the whether it's the Catholic version or which I don't even know. I, I would even say all Catholics have that version, right? I mean, but or or you've seen the uh, the the um, perversion of the Protestant work ethic be co-opted by churches, to, you know, and we've seen that too. You know, even the word, even the phrase "Protestant work ethic" makes the statement that 
as part of our tradition, as part of our faith, we work like that's, yeah. but it's yeah. like, yeah, but it goes the other way, right? It's like this, this, this total misunderstanding of, of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Christ. Yeah, because that, but all of that is leaving out the very thing that you and I preached on on Sunday. All of that is leaving out the core, the heart of the, the gospel, which is the which is the the work that was done for us and for our salvation through Jesus Christ and Him alone. Because yes, I mean, I'd say yes, we, we are we are a moralistic tradition. Yes. I mean, the sermon on the other side ser- of Sermon on the Mount was, right. was absolutely that. If you know, if you if 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 you know, you've heard it said you shall not commit adultery. If you even lust yeah. after someone, that yeah. is that is the tantamount to to adultery. So that's a moralistic statement. But it is on the other side, as you said. It's on the other, other side, side of what is already, and this is the do versus done thing. It's on the other side of what's already been done for yeah. us by grace through faith. In Christ alone, yeah. this whole series <laughs> to the revealed, glory of God, revealed right, in yeah. Scripture and to the glory of God. Right. It's already been done. Yeah. There, that's the whole sermon series. You don't need to come back for it's it. Right. We just said it all. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, that's that's us. That's 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 the strength of our system. By the way, I think this is why I, I feel like we are in some of the deepest waters we've been in in yeah. our, in in since I've been here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and 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 this deep, but, deep but simple, right? I mean, deep, simple, and accessible. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so so important. To, I mean, we could preach different versions of this message for the next four or five weeks because I think there there are different angles to the to the gospel that are that grab people diff, you know different differently, right? And and I think about. Um, I think about, and I've mentioned this book before, this book called Unapologetic by Francis Spuford, um, who is uh, an Anglican, and I will forewarn anybody who gets the book, he's an Anglican uh, who has some very interesting standards as it relates to his language in the book. So um, oh. just be just be aware, but he, he's coming from a Christian perspective, but one of the very first things he says about the humanistic secular project is it's absolutely failed because he was in England and he saw a billboard that that and in the the whole book kicks off with his his diatribe against this this atheistic billboard that says um god probably doesn't exist so relax and and live your life or enjoy something the ride, like, yeah. enjoy enjoy your life and and um and uh and and he goes on this diatribe to say so you're telling me that the problem that all the problems that we see in the world are, are boiled down to the fact that there's no God. I mean, that's that's you know, and he he, he goes on a huge rant against wow. John. He goes on a yeah. huge rant against John Lennon and the and the and the song Imagine, you know, oh, and, and, and no religion. Um, he, yeah, yeah, which I appreciate because I've that song is gets so it is it is it is the secular humanist version of Amazing Grace. I mean, yeah, it really yeah. is, and and yeah, it's he a goes, terrible song. He, yeah, yeah, he goes on the theologically terrible song it's a beautiful song yeah musically, musically but, yeah and, and 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 a lovely thought if you are in in fairyland of <laughs> humans can 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 uh can uh can earn their own salvation but um we live in a reality in which we've seen what that does yeah right we're still left with the worst wars and and the worst diseases and and the worst uh you know government structures and and you know systematic failures of people who and and this this is a good example of how what a series like this this will do it'll get us that's that those are the philosophical theological deep thoughts that are connected to this very simple truth Mm -hmm. 
that that you know that the, these things must describe what we what we said on Sunday and what we'll say for the next two Sundays at least, yeah. and we'll continue to say is that these things must describe the reality. Yeah. They, they they have to because yeah, that, that's the the world doesn't make sense around us unless unless this not. this is brought to the forefront. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we could keep talking. We will keep talking because next week we are in uh, so variations on the theme. This week, yeah, we're talking about faith. Yeah, and then grace. So yeah. the next two weeks, faith and grace. So sola fide, sola gratia, and uh, which are two sides of what we've already talked about this week, which is the the centerpiece of Christ. Right, um, John, you're back in classic. Yep, I'm in Vine. Uh, we, we we're gonna have a, a great great time. Then we're heading into um, the 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 advent season in a few short weeks and and getting excited about that so yeah john thanks for hanging out if anyone's missed this week's message or any week's message in our series make sure you head to fpclakeland.org and click on the worship page and the sermon archive tab to hear a watch uh, complete services um, sermons included and uh if you're listening to this podcast, uh, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. When you subscribe, uh, you'll be asked uh, if you'd like to get notifications. Click on that. You'll be notified when a new episode drops. You also have the option to share it. Yep. Leave us a review. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And uh, like I said, o- over the next uh, several weeks, hopefully uh, through the Advent season, I'm hoping to do some bonus episodes, bringing in some of our musical uh, talent and uh, uh, musical leaders, worship leaders, uh, including the newly minted Sam Carlton. Minted is probably not minted the right is one. good. I yeah. like that. Newly, newly minted, minted uh, fine arts director, Sam Carlton. So uh, we'll try to get him in here to sit down and talk about uh, music and the word. And uh, Jennifer Voigt, who's been with us for a few years, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some, some other folks. Um, good. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, John, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's a pleasure as always, and great job with this, uh, with, with this podcast. And we will see everybody next time. Thanks.